Hey everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I'm Steve Vandegraaff and I'm going to be your host today. If I called your office this morning and I said I was a new patient and I wanted to come in for a cleaning, when would your front desk schedule me? Would your front desk offer an appointment this week in the next couple days? Maybe the next couple weeks? Or would it be a month or a few months? Are you an office that has several months booked out of hygiene? One of the most common problems busy offices face is being able to schedule people in for cleanings in a timely fashion. You may have an established practice with a lot of existing patients. You may be a growing practice getting a lot of new patients. You could be understaffed with hygienists. Whatever the reason is, finding available slots for cleanings can be a real issue. It's a great problem to have, but it is still a problem. Because if a new patient, likely with some problems in their mouth, wants to come and schedule cleaning with you, and your front desk says that your next opening is months away, it's more than likely that patient will just call the next number on the Google search, and you lose out. I want to give you some concrete tips to help you solve or at least lessen this problem. This is something you can go and implement tomorrow morning in your practice. First, when I'm working with a client and they say they can't get a new patient in for any appreciable amount of time, the first thing I like to look at is not how full their hygiene schedule is in the future, but how many appointments were filled and missed in the past. As in, how many hygiene patients did not keep their appointments over the last week or month. Often, the root of the problem isn't having too many patients to schedule. The real problem is there is no reliable hygiene confirmation system in place, and the hygiene schedule is just full of no-shows. This is the worst case scenario because you're not able to schedule new patients with the future schedule being so full, but you really have all sorts of holes, so you're not getting any hygiene production anyway. So the first box to check if you're struggling to get patients scheduled for cleanings is to eliminate or drastically reduce no-shows. Each empty appointment is a slot a patient or a new patient wanted to have. So what's the best hygiene confirmation system? There's tons out there. Probably the most important thing is that you just have one. Personally, I think the best systems are the most simple. So in my office, my front desk confirms appointments at least a week in advance, as in on Monday, auto confirmation texts and calls are going out for all those hygiene appointments scheduled a week from now next Monday. We like to stay ahead of things, so she'll often do Tuesday and Wednesday at that same time. If we don't get a yes or a no, we are reaching out to them again regularly over the next couple days until two days before their appointment, at which time we may or may not, depending on the patient, move them and make that slot available for another patient. The goal is to get people to confirm and show up to their hygiene appointments, but just as much, the goal is to get people to let us know if they're not coming. That's why we're confirming appointments rather than just sending reminders. And it's key to what we're talking about here. Patients canceling their appointments properly allows you to schedule somebody in a day or two instead of in six months. So now you have two canceled appointments on Monday because those responsible patients responded to you, and you can fit two new patients into those slots who are very impressed that you got them in so quickly. And it's the same thing on Tuesday and Wednesday and every day if you're keeping on top of this. A practice running a very tight ship can limit hygiene no-shows to 10%, meaning 90% of the people keep their cleaning appointments. So if you have two columns of hygiene a day, 
that means no more than one or maybe two missed appointments per day. If you're not at this point, then I'd recommend you revisit how you're confirming your appointments. Your hygiene scheduler needs to own this. Having the system down and shoring up this communication is the first thing you can do if you don't have space for future hygiene appointments. The next thing you can do is schedule your future recall visits so you won't have the same issue in six months that you're struggling with right now. You can do this in a couple easy quick ways. The first is to put blockouts on the hygiene schedule six months out that are reserved for new patients or hygiene patients that are calling closer to that time. The hygiene jam where patients can't get in for a cleaning happens when every hour was filled six months ago. You can put as many blockouts as you need. I'd recommend starting with an AM blockout and a PM blockout per hygiene column. Your front desk cannot schedule those appointments until a week or two away. You can also schedule people at greater interval than six months. For example, if you're just slammed, there's no space, you can start scheduling everybody at seven months out and that will help create space and it's very likely your patients won't feel any difference. So there's some scheduling strategies you can do to fit patients in better. All these things I've mentioned so far, they don't involve changing your hours, changing your staffing, or changing your insurance acceptance. If you have a solid confirmation system down and you've implemented blockouts and you're still unable to get patients in for a cleaning in a timely manner, then you need to decide what other levers to pull. One of them is you can be more selective with insurances. In my office, there are two insurance plans related to the state that bring, that bring us a lot of patients and a lot of production, but due to hygiene reimbursements, we do not schedule recalls for them. They're welcome to come in for their six-month cleanings, no problem. We just let them know at the end of the cleaning, we aren't scheduling half a year out, so just give us a call in six months. This has actually worked really well in weeding out patients that are not prioritizing regular hygiene visits and it opens up the schedule in a pretty strong way. If you're in a similar situation with this, if you have a plan or two like this, you can try the same thing. You can also, of course, just drop participation with a plan altogether if your hygiene is booked months out and your restorative is booked weeks out as well. So that's always an option. The last option, if you do not free up the schedule by tweaking insurance participation, is to increase your hygiene capacity. So you can add hygiene columns to your regular day if you have an extra chair, which you may or may not have, or you can add hygiene appointments outside your current schedule. Personally, I never recommend adding working hours as the doctor, so I would prefer this to be non-doctor hygiene visits on a day you're not there, say a Thursday or a Friday. Adding another column or two of hygiene per week is adding eight to 16 more hygiene slots per week or 32 to 64 more cleaning appointments per month. So if you look at the numbers, you can see that this should really relieve some of the hygiene backlog pretty well. My last suggestion isn't as concrete a system as the others, but it has been helpful in my practice where we've seen over 100 new patients every month for the last five years. And it is the mindset of make things happen. This means that my team and I we have the attitude that we are going to maximize each day and fill the schedule. It means that if a patient needs something, we're going to do everything we can to accommodate them. So we will work in a patient at the end of the day. We will call a patient and offer them an appointment if somebody doesn't show. Another example of this, if one of our hygiene chairs is empty for an hour and I have a limited exam in one of my three chairs, my front desk will offer to that patient when they check in 
to have their teeth cleaned before we do an exam to solve their problem? Most patients say yes to this. We do this because I will always have dentistry to do in my columns. So it makes sense to maximize our hygiene availability whenever there's an opening. Another example, I don't do much pediatric restorative in my office, but we see a lot of kids for hygiene. These appointments are primarily seen on my side rather than my hygienist. So I would recommend check with your state to see what assistant duties are allowable in this area for you. It's been big for us. Another example of maximizing and making things happen. We will maximize our hygiene schedule by doing four quads of SRP in an appointment whenever insurances allow it. Granted, since we're blocking out additional time for this, we have the patient prepay for it up front, but condensing SRP appointments is another thing you can do to keep availabilities for cleanings. And guess what? Sometimes if a patient is in my chair and I'm doing a couple fillings or removing a couple teeth, I will even scale and root plane myself the quadrants that I'm working in while the patient's already numb and get the SRP done that same appointment. We're not scheduling these appointments on my side for gum treatment, but, but if they're in my chair for other things and I have the time, we can make things happen that day. So this is the mentality we have. My hygiene team is awesome and they're on board with it. Our front desk schedulers understand it as well. So I'd recommend if your practice is one of those that cannot get patients in for cleanings, work through this flowchart. Implement a better hygiene confirmation system to reduce no-shows and get patients that are not coming in for their cleanings off the schedule sooner so other people can have those spots. Place blockouts ahead of time or lengthen your recall time so six months from now you're not in the same position you are now. Prioritize the best insurances and the patients that keep their appointments by having the others just call in six months rather than pre-appointing them. Add hygiene capacity. Even a column or two a week can help a lot. And lastly, maximize your and your hygienist's chair time by combining procedures and doing more each visit. Some of our podcasts are big picture and are meant to motivate and pump you up. Some are more mechanical, and this is one of those, kind of going over the nuts and bolts of something like hygiene challenges. But keep in mind that delving into the details of challenges like this and solving them one at a time is how you build an uncommon practice. You can't just glide on cruise control and expect your front desk and your hygiene to worry about this stuff and you not know what's going on. It doesn't just happen on its own. You need to take the reins, diagnose the problems, and work with your team to fix them. So if you want to have more freedom and less stress in your practice and life, put in extra work now. If you need help implementing a system like this and others, or figuring out what's wrong with your schedule, email us. You can also submit communication with us through our website, thelifestylepractice.com. Have a great week, guys. Oh, yeah.